What's up? What's up? What's up? Welcome to the Artist Exchange Radio Show here live only on BeExposedRadio.com. You really didn't care. You just got on that tank top. That's what I'm doing. Like, I know I'm sexy. Mm. But um, first thing is, I cannot wait until July the 6th when my dentist office. Oh, oh, wait a minute. Wait one goddamn minute. I don't even want to rant now. Look at who it is. Miss Tracy Marie Jiggett, the magical Negro. I like your earrings. Oh, they are an original. You may may know him. They are. Miss Tracy, when I tell you today has been a day, I was about to be arrested at the good old DMV and the park. Wait, keep talking. And I mean, I just want these businesses have had at least three months to create some type of order mm-hmm. in terms of transitioning this back in. And I know times have been hard, uh, it, but none of them have taken this time to say, hey, let's have a big Zoom meeting and figure out how to get people back in. Because having almost over 200 people waiting outside of DMV, it's not that and these were black Negroes, and you had us outside in the heat. And if we're all there, that means we need something that is pressing issue. So none of us wanted to really leave, but they had, you know how they got the easy pass lane where you just go in and do your little tag and title. Well, was and this Hilton or Glen Burnie? This was Hilltop, and I okay. should have went out Glen Burnie, but I think figured okay. that was further. And you know, I don't have my hookup out Glen Burnie no more. So ain't no point in me going out there. Oh, we'll see. And that's my fault. That's my fault for being lazy. But um, Miss Tracy, I think I got sunburn because I can feel a little a little itchiness on my forehead now. Oh, no. Um, I just I just want these businesses that that people now can call into to act like we have not been able to call into them all this time mm-hmm. and just help us to better get things off because I don't want to keep cussing people out on the phone. I don't want to keep doing that. And I'm sure that people don't want to hear it. Um, they don't. They uh, don't. It's clear because they click me off every time. Um, but I call right back. But what you're saying is you would be happy if they're um, because Corona threw everybody off. It did. Right? It did. It did. So it did. Nobody was ready. Um, but definitely and I'm prep and what's crazy is they may have done the prep work and this was the best that they could come up with. And, and I apologize. I really apologize for thinking that motor vehicles spent these last three months giving a fuck. I apologize. It was me. I apologize. We not have to curse because you was cursing child. If I I'm not, because I, I literally got there and this is what my issue was. They forced us to call in to schedule a time. I got there a half an hour before my time and it was, the line was wrapped from motor vehicles door all the way around to where the dollar store was in Hilltop. The dollar store, Miss Tracy, that's in the middle of that shopping center. Yes, Miss Tracy. That's across from the liquor store. Yes, 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 that I thought about going into. Yes, I I, I, the street. But I'm better now because I'm home. It's cool. And um, oh, yeah. I am so standing in line so long that I actually had time to get a pizza, a good old pizza. 
those seasons. Right. And not even lose my place in line. That's how long I was in line. I shared with a couple of people. Got to a meal real quick. Right. So, Miss Tracy, how are you today? You know, I'm not complaining. I Thank am um, today, but it, you know, it is a funky kind of day for me. I'm really not feeling it. Um, but pushing through and even through the um, funky that's what days, folks do. Uh, but I just feel like heavy today. Um, really not in it, but still got work done. Still, have you got out? Yes, yes, yes. Well, okay. you know, I have the young truth. Yeah. Um, so it is mandatory that we get outside and do the fresh air thing every day. Um, so we try to do, even if it's just 20, 20, 30 minutes, um, okay. um, letting him dribble the basketball a little bit, um, just some outside yeah. time. So, yeah. So while he's out there, I'm walking to or chasing him and trying to stay active on okay. it. But so, yes, I got out today. So I, I want to say I had a, my last show was a really great show. And I really, and I know you are busy, black, strong, mm. vulnerable, loving, colored, magical nigga. Oh, I know these God. things. But I really wanted you to come on one because the show was really inspired by a comment that you had made to me several years ago. Oh, I, I have, and, Tell me what I said several years ago. Because I, I write stuff down, and when people say things that make me, like, I don't think you were checking me, but you just saw, like, a habit in me, and you made mention of it, and it was really how I treated other Black men. And it wasn't, um, for me, I wasn't necessarily trying to be disrespectful, but I just found I was really hard on other Black men. And I, I think I was talking to somebody in a rehearsal about something, and I wasn't even angry, but it was just the way I was talking to them. And you made mention that I was really hard on men, and I, um, I, I had to agree with you. But it's everything comes with a reason, and it's most of our behavior and our habits are based on past experiences that weren't necessarily the best experiences. Mm -hmm. um, and these three months, I've been able to do a lot of like self work. Hey, Truth. Say hello. Hello. I was able to do a lot of self introspective work and just be by myself. Like, I had to learn how to date myself and like really like myself again because three months in the house, you may not like yourself at, <laughs> at certain points in life. Like, looking at myself in the mirror every day became like something I had to do. And I will write a little sticky on the side of my uh, medicine cabinet mirror to really say something positive, you know, um, and reflective. Um, okay. And I, I had a gentleman on on the show who I thought the I thought the show was about to go in a totally different direction because he saw the show where I had invited the young lady from that thread that I had that incident on, and. Um, I invited her on and we didn't have a great show. We spent an hour and a half yelling back and forth at each other at the top of our lungs. And I he saw that. that. Yeah, it wasn't that a great show. Yeah. And, and so, but I called, I welcomed her on thinking we was going to squash whatever that thread was. And it didn't end up like that brokenness pursued and it just it wasn't. But he saw that show. It was and that so not the end result. <laughs> Thank you.
First of all, NYOB. Wait, I was about to say, who is this darkness voice that just came up <laughs> out of nowhere? Like, I'm sorry, I haven't been talking a lot lately, so my voice I is rather deep. <laughs> I did not know you were here. Hello, hello. <clears throat> But uh, but hi, Tracy. <laughs> if y'all don't know, that's V Exposes owner and now resident engineer and shit like that. But um, oh, that's it. And uh, I've really had a really pleasant conversation with him, uh, and we spoke a lot about police, the pol issues with the police and such. And I really wanted you on the call only because. Um, the whole dynamic of that conversation was me having a conversation with another black man, and I just wanted somebody else on the call that kind of knew me, and not not for protection, but really just to balance out the conversation. But with you, Miss Tracy, all of this that's been going on with black men, you being a mother of a black man, the sister of a black man, the daughter of a black man, cousin oh, okay. of a black, all that. I really wanted your insight on how can we, one, uh, the end of that conversation, I came to the conclusion that we have to, as individuals, get ourselves together and then collectively as a Black culture, and then we can start reaching out to other cultures for allies. But as Tracy Jiggets, how do you think we can kind of take this moment that we've had and use it for our betterment and just move forward? in terms of being more unified and collective? Well, can I first say that um, this is a very big question because you you started talking about one thing. I know, I, I was trying to get back to it. Of the black men, so my mind was there, and now you done switched me to how we all gonna overcome. Well, we gonna, I'm gonna tie it in, I'm gonna tie it in. So, but that's the first so, question. So uh, you are asking me, how can we move forward more unified? Yes. Hmm. Before we can solve any racial or discriminatory or any political, any problems, how can we as is, like a race get together? The thing is, it's it's not going to be one thing. Mm. See me? Why, why does my thing look, why do I look darkness? Your <laughs> light, the light probably. Oh Lord, what I do? Oh Jesus, wait a minute. May Day. <laughs> It's, it's better now. Okay. All right, look at The camera just sees light, and sometimes it, it goes on but Okay, well, I will. Mm. Oh, you know what? I'm going to turn on the light, and I'm going to answer your question so that y'all can, Um, because I'm just playing it by sunlight, but I can, I can at least turn on something. So my, my initial question okay. to Tracy is really based on my last interview where we came to the conclusion that we have to get self together and then community, and then we can begin to reach out um, to solve the problems. But I want to know how can we, as a black community, uh, or black and brown, or colored, or whatever you want, we the color of the week is. However, we can do that. But how can we get on the same page, regardless of what we believe or our personal uh, intentions? Well, here's the thing: um, it's, it's not going to be a one thing solution right right so mm -hmm. uh, my firm belief is that it starts small mm. so uh, those who are willing and understanding that everybody's not going to be willing 
and understanding that it took a long time to get to this place. So it's going to take a long time to get out. So it's not like we're going to be good next year. Um, It is a process. So as we go through that, I think it it is what is going on in communities. I think Mm -hmm. it's a small reach out. I think you committing to support someone that looks like you, you being aware of people who purposely are doing things to tear people that look like you down. Right. And you making an effort to reach out to community, whatever that looks like for you. Everybody is not able to go out and embrace everybody, but you do what you can. And if collectively Mm -hmm. more people start there, I think we want everybody to just boycott, right? So I understand. And all of us coming together to boycott is is awesome. Mm -hmm. And we know that it works when it does. So what do you do with the people who are, I don't want to. I'm not going, I can't spend time on you. They said it's spend time trying to convince you from this moment on. If you have already, if you're committed to not understanding what I'm saying, all I can do is show you. Okay. Hopefully, through me walking the walk and talking the talk, mm-hmm. you're going to hop on. And that's how it happened. So we go to people and be like, you should invest in this business. This business is beautiful. But I'm not bringing you any examples of how this has worked. And even though it, it could be a great idea, but understanding that everybody is not going to get it. Yeah. And if you focus on the people who aren't getting it, you're missing all the people who are. So if the people who are get it, getting it super cop up and unify in the ways that I said, it starts small. So it is community. It is speaking to that neighbor you never spoke to. It is showing up at school and being, it's the little things that build um, not only, because we, we need a dose of love. Mm-hmm. We need uh, confidence, like mm. Like we we are missing. Uh, many, we never look at that. Many of our, especially our young people. Mm. And I know because I speak even as this young lady that I am now, still having those issues. What's so hope fit in there? I've seen the, um, the the self hate that we put on ourselves, and the work is mm. hard. It's not. Yeah. And that's why people, it, I, I look, because it is, if I just stay focused, I'm going to this job, I'm doing this, I'm not worried about no issues, I'm not over here, I'm not over there, I'm straight ahead, I get it. And I've seen, like, we've seen it here in Baltimore, like, maybe months after Freddie Gray. Like, it was a concerted effort. I saw people who would normally ignore you walking down the street, made a concerted effort to say, how you doing, my brother? Hey, how you doing, my sister? And then at some point, I guess when the officers wasn't convicted, it kind of dwined off. And then whenever, it, you know, whenever another Black person was killed at the hands of a police officer, we would get a little bit back. But this one seemed to be heightened in a way that we, and I think in our generations, we have never seen before. Maybe our grandparents and their parents have seen these types of uprising, but we never seen nothing like this in our we have in our adulthood or childhood lifespan. Right. And and I and I'm just wondering like what can what can I do? Like I'm 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 where you are. Like start small, 
start with self? What, what are the things that I can begin to implement that really uh, mean something? So when I have an argument with somebody online, I've started to invite them onto my platform to be able to have a civil conversation away from anybody that would add fire or or uh, bad intentions on tour. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to figure those things out for myself. Like, what can I do with what I have? You know, I don't want to recreate the wheel. I don't want to do, I, but I want to do things from my perspective. As a, as a mother, what hope do you have for truth in the future in terms of dealing with these types of unity type issues? Like, what are you teaching him now so he does his part moving forward? Hmm. What do I teach him now? Okay, so uh, I was blessed to come up in so many different worlds as far Mm -hmm. as uh, I had the pro-black world, but I was also in the lily white world with the white people on their farms. I was I was exposed to so many different things that allows me to embrace so many different perspectives. Mm-hmm. Um, that's with the opportunity to travel and to meet people. Um, so that is my commitment to him to broaden his perspective. Because okay. what happens is people think in their world. Yeah, in their little and that's, radius. That's really it. And I encourage definitely when I teach my young people, like you have to get out because there's people that don't even think like this. Mm-hmm. There are people who um so when you understand that, so as I am teaching him, I'm not just teaching him. I am definitely teaching him about him, mm-hmm. but I'm also letting him know that it's okay to learn about others. So it's nothing for us to study other religions, to sit and watch the YouTube clip on the Buddhist religion and talk about those um, different areas of life, subcultures um, that you may not discuss, but to, to bring that to light so that he can be a bridge. Mm-hmm. So that he is able to, um, and definitely I'm big on teaching him to, words are very important. And mm. teaching him how to Empowered. use his words, yes, and, and not to be afraid to use his words. Um, mm-hmm. So that is, I guess, how I feel like I am a bridge and how I'm able to um, speak the way that I do. So giving that to him. So that mm-hmm. he can take that um, and representation. I make sure he see people that look, walk, talk like him. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that is filtered in his everyday, along with um, all of the others. Like you're, you're going to get this. You're going to see your people. You're going to see them shining. You're going to understand. Um, so just giving him a whole story. And I and as as a son, I appreciate. Because our, I think our parents still had a level of fear in raising us, not mm-hmm. fear in raising us, but fear while raising us and keeping us protected as much as we were allowed to do as creatives. We st- I know for me, I, I still was sheltered. I'm a grown man that doesn't know how to ride a bike because my mother was afraid to let me outside ride a bike. But I appreciate you not only exposing your child because many artists do the exact opposite. They keep their children at home. They don't ever expose them to doing this. And if I saw family members doing these things, not just the things that I like to do, but doing what makes them happy, I think I would have been more fearless and more ready to just jump off bridges 
mm-hmm. or cliffs as an adult because I didn't see people really living to their fullest potential. So I appreciate you always having truth for the most part at rehearsals when time permits and allowing him to not only see you at work, but see you at play, see you at cultural events. And because then he'll learn how to talk and relate to people that may not look like him or sound like him or may look like him and sound like him, Definitely. you know. But in, in terms of you doing that now, uh, and, and I'm, I'm trying to navigate the conversation as natural as possible, but in terms of this, keeping the theme of this unity amongst ourselves, the idea of Black Lives Matters versus all Black Lives Matter. Um, right now, we're kind of picking and choosing, and I'm seeing a lot of frontliners telling the other types of Black people to sit back. This this not, it's not your type of battle right now. We're dealing with Black issues. So how do we make sure that we are staying conscious and aware of all Black lives, all types of Black lives? Conscious and aware of all types of Black lives. I'm trying to make sure I understand the question because... I didn't want to make it just about gay or just about women or just about, you know, Black police officers, but all Black lives. And the whole spectrum of what that means, not not in the sense of all lives matter, but in the sense of all Black lives matter versus the Black lives that that may be straight or may be male, cisgendered uh, male, uh, or the powerful or the elite Black, but all Black lives, because in a moment like this, we were supposed to be more unified, but what it did was started to break out the women's lib in, uh, issues, the uh, black LGBTQ issues, the uh, you know the essential black workers issues, like it began to divide us depending on where our commas fell fell at. Instead of like using all of those different, I'm I'm a comma, I'm a this, I'm 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 comma this, I'm comma this, I'm com-. instead of using all those differences uh, for our betterment, I saw them starting to break apart the overall message of making sure we were all good, we were all safe, we were all getting home safely at night. But I saw it being something that started to separate us. Well, um, definitely the times are magnifying the, uh, um, not even just racism, but the prejudice that we carry, um, all Mm -hmm. of the things that we carry with us. And uh, Again, there is, I, I definitely believe that it starts small. Right. So uh, the collective is those of us that know actually doing something, saying something, mm-hmm. and not just sitting and watching. Um, because I think many people believe it's wrong and want to, but they don't know how. And... Uh, reaching out. So I can't stand like people on Facebook, they, they, when they post and, or, you know, Twitter, Instagram, and <laughs> it's almost, I'm going to put you down because you're not doing what I'm you're not doing. on the front line. Yeah. You're not, I'm going to, um, but if your worry is people getting home safe, then you start something like that small for those people mm-hmm. in your neighborhood. If you don't, and if you're saying, 
I want to help women or I want to help the LGBTQ community, then it's you make a move to actually go out right. and introduce yourself, um, to seek out the organizations mm. whose um, uh, you know, agenda aligns with um, something you would like to help with. So it's not going to come knock at your door. Um, so the unity is, you got to make a move. And in the meantime, those of us who are out there making the moves, that encourages other people. There are yeah. people who are in the work now because they saw someone else do it. Um, yes, so yes. All you can do is to, to continue to, to push and pull because there is enough love for all of us. There is room for all of us. Um, but, you know, we, we, these issues, especially unity issues, it's deep rooted and there's so many layers to it and it's it's so much. So again, I can't pull you along. I can't make you see. But so then I'm gonna have to protect those. Because I know that all of us deserve that love, deserve that respect, deserve so then I'm gonna have to be the person to say something. I have to stand up. I can't be quiet. So it's that type of action. But how do we do those like maybe it could be just a check-in moment where wherever you find, whatever your front line is, whatever, whether you're a teacher, whether you are LGBTQ activist, whether you a women's right uh, movement, I don't know what to call them now because everything has a different name to it. But where do we as black people kind of create that that nucleus where we all like connected to this? We're all black at the end of the day, or a person of color. And we have this nucleus, but it's like we're overlooking that commonality based on what our particular differences are. Like, if I if I'm fighting for LGBTQ rights, uh, dot, dot 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 dot, and you're fighting for women's rights, and you're fighting for black children, and you're fighting for you know keeping men out of jail, we're all fighting for ultimately our freedom and our well-being and our tomorrow. But some of us look at a lot of us are looking at it now, and that's and I'm trying now instead of getting into an argument online, I'll ask a question about something I don't agree with, versus just making a statement towards mm -hmm. something. Because I'm noticing it, even if some people still read into the question, but I'm I want to question you versus just shut you down, or rather just disregard what you feel or not really understand. That's why now if I get into an argument. First thing I do is go into your DM and invite you to be a guest. Mm -hmm. So let's let's break down all of these people that can say something about it. Let's you and I have a conversation. Oh. Mm -hmm. Um, in, in terms of what this, and I'm I'm basing everything off for of three months now because we've kind of been in quarantine for that amount of time so far. But what have you learned most about yourself, good or bad? What have I learned most about myself? <sighs> Quarantine, pandemic, coronavirus has changed my life. Mm. It has given me peace. It has given me the ability to homeschool and be with my child. Mm. It has given me the ability to uh, discover a whole new platform for teaching and reaching out that I did not know was available. 
um, it has just opened a lot of opportunities. Can I ask, um, uh, before we move on, are yeah. there, do we have um, commercial ministries or does this go through uh, forever and ever in life? It just go, we'll stop, we'll stop and what time is it? We have, we have less than an hour to go. Okay, so no, I was just wondering because I am going to need literally one minute. Can you sing a song okay. one moment? I can, I can, I can, I can. I'm going to pause you one moment. To the audience in life, one moment. I can lie. It's just so sporadic. But today's conversation, the reason I, I reached out okay. to Tracy to bring her on the show is because Tracy normally gives me a level of honesty that most people don't give me personally. Um, and she gives it with a dose of, you know, cotton candy. But at the end of the day, she's really blunt. And she's very honest. And there's only a few other people in my life that are like that. And that's, uh, I think, Tanelia Ingram. They're the only two people that ever give me honesty that isn't based on their insecurities or their fears, but they're telling me what, they're answering my questions directly. Um, so I wanted Tracy to come on just to ask a couple questions. So we're going to get into some of the imagery uh, that we're fighting for now, like the answer mama and um, those things that we are now fighting to get rid of, and are we damaging our legacy? Are we um, are we pushing out our perspective in our history by getting rid of uh, images? Uh, give us a call, 443-642-9403. If anything uh, that we're speaking about touches your heart, call in and you can ask us questions. Again, that's 443-642-9403. Nine four zero three. I shouldn't have had that pizza because now I got hot burn. Whew. So getting getting back to just because there have been moments, Tracy, where I've been in this house by myself, and I'm not a crying person. It, if I cry, I'm ready to fight. So, but I'm just saying, just just dealing with myself in this quarantine because I live alone, and as you were saying, like you just you learn some things about self. And I did not know there were certain parts of me that I did not like. Mm. I just never gave that much attention to it. Or because most things that I don't like, I don't deal with it. It becomes invisible to me and I move away from it. But when you are that thing that you don't like, it's hard to remove yourself from yourself and still mm. be alive. Remove yourself from yourself. Right. But I, but in some of those things that you kind of, was, were there things that you realized about yourself or you just discovered? Like, for example, for me, in the eight years that I've lived in my apartment, I came to the realization that I don't like my apartment. But I stayed away from my apartment. I would leave out really early and come back really late. And when I'm when I'm here in the morning, I'm getting dressed. When I'm when I'm here in the evening, I'm getting undressed, showering, and getting in the bed. Mm -hmm. Being in here every day, okay. I realized the things that I wanted to do with this apartment, I didn't really want to do it because I didn't, I, it was just some way for me to get away from where I was eight years ago to re restart my life. And I didn't realize I really had just put my life on hold and I never really went beyond that. So some of these things that you kind of learned about yourself, what are you, what steps have you taken to improve or to highlight? Uh, you have a new teaching method that you can use now that allows you to be with your son 
for the most time that you have with him. So what are some of the things that you either learned from or you you are going to redevelop? I, I know you got your website up. Uh, what, what things are you doing now to kind of embrace this change or this growth or this moment of pause that we've had in life? I started, um, it's been a process. And when the corona first hit and the lockdown came, it was adjusting uh, and it was a little easier because your regular schedule was still in you. So right. Right. Ups to everything, it was a little bit, everything was still regular. Um, mm -hmm. And it started to set in and I went through a time of, uh, well, I can't just sit. So, yeah. and then I just decided it's just so many opportunities. So I started to take the time plan out the time slots. I took advantage of all the free classes. So I got mm -hmm. um, um, Johns Hopkins gave the free Corona contact tracing course, took that, um, became a minister so I can marry people um, in the process of doing the 200 hour yoga certification, um, creating content for my own classes. So it has creating content for my son. Again, like I said, mm -hmm. Make sure we have outside time every day. All of those things happen daily. So it has been being committed to doing um, and to keeping a schedule into like I can show you, um, I'll give you a walk around, but my walls are filled with um, post-its, reminders, mm -hmm. my schedules for the week, his schedule, goals, um, putting those out there. And uh, once I started to do that and actively commit things. So you use your space versus trying to be in prisoner of the space. And the first thing I did was a real good cleaning, purging. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everything, just. Was that difficult? And uh, no, not really, not really. Um, no. I got that out, you know, you're able to move forward. So mm -hmm. it's been good. Where, where do you, so what, what is that one thing that you've been working on the most throughout this process? What's the that most? one big project that you were working on? Um, being committed to, to no, being committed to being me, um, uh, mm -hmm. being committed to trusting me and being so. If I stay in that, and this is the first time that I felt like that, so if I stay in that commitment to Tracy, um, that is so that is the main thing that I've had to keep up, and it's not easy because, like I said today, I didn't feel like doing. Anything, right? And it was it it was easy in this moment to have moments like that and don't do anything because nobody's watching, and you can take a nice little pretty picture and post it, and nobody knows the difference. But for me, like it really, there were more. And like I said, for me, crying means fighting. And I don't know if that's a a black male thing or just my thing, but to me, like tears equate to fighting. So there were moments where I really wanted to be angry and I allowed myself to be angry in moments. And it was mm. based off just things coming across my table. Like I, I tried my best to stay active because for me, like most, most of us on, I think that was like March the 13th for most of us. Yep. The last day was and, March 13th. Right. And a lot of us was like, Oh yeah, vacation. Mm, let me sleep. I needed this. this. Yep. Right. And then by the time that third week hit, it just got dark for me. And mm -hmm. I started really thinking about stuff that I didn't like. And I started 
like it was a really dark week for me. The crazy thing about it for me, I always had the show. I've had the show the whole time to kind of have an anchor in the week, like Monday and Friday. I had to make sure you regular. Yeah. I had to make sure I was perked up. And then beyond that, I started doing like virtual events and just trying to keep myself busy because I wanted to not necessarily put on a fake face, but I needed I needed something to anchor me, like going to the school every day there, like going to the station every day there. And I really tried to stay true to the schedule, but there were moments where I really, I didn't like certain friends. I didn't like family mm. members. I didn't, and it wasn't just dislike, but I started thinking of things that I had like been living through, denying, hiding, and I could not hide anymore because I was looking at, right, I was looking at me. I couldn't necessarily just stay busy in work that you was creating and I was helping people with, but I was having to deal with me on a basis that was just, Nate, go, go sit the fuck down. Like, and it was, your mouth is terrible today. It was, but it's just, mm-hmm. but that's, but that was just was what was coming out. Like, I'm not a person that uses language like that, but it was coming out in ways that I was like, whoa, and it was moments I had to sit still. How much much time have you spent just being still? I have spent a lot of time being still. I had to stop being still. Um, But but this was a different part of it, though. I had to allow myself, I had to understand that We are in such a rush to be productive mm. yes. in a way. And we live the life where I have to be doing something. Yes. So uh, if you feel like just sitting and uh, for so long, you know, you beat yourself up for resting. Like what is wrong with us? Mm. Like that is that is self-care. Like you cannot give if you don't rest, if you cannot. Um, so I, I stopped beating myself up for the moments that I needed because I recognized that there's balance. Mm-hmm. If on Monday, I really don't feel like it and I allow myself that chill, then on Tuesday, bop, 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 I hit it. I hit the ground running, bam. Wednesday may be a halfway day, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but the schedule has allowed that flow. And it's I interesting. that flow. It's interesting that you said that this allowing yourself to self-care, because throughout all of this, I did not do that. I was still trying to do everything and make everything that I was doing virtual. Mm. And last was it this Friday past? No, the Friday, not this past Friday, the Friday before that. I woke up, I had taken a nap. And I had woke up maybe like eight or nine o'clock that night. And I just was looking around my room and I got up and I walked to the living room. I walked to the kitchen. I walked to the bathroom, came back in the room. And I was like, I, I need to do something. I need to get out of here. And without even thinking, I started packing a suitcase. Mm. I got on my phone and I booked a hotel room. Oh my. And I don't, I don't, I don't treat myself that way. Because I feel like in, until I make it, then I can treat myself. Because that's extra. That's extra. Yeah. And right now, as an artist, extra means I I could be putting that to business cards or 
doing something for the or for eating. the work. Right. I need a burger. And I and I I only meant to be in that hotel room until Sunday. I didn't come back until this past Friday. So I spent oh. a whole week. And I I've been on vacations before, but I never did something like that when I needed it. Most times vacations come because you plan it and but I never took the time when I need like when I felt like I was depleted. Because yeah. for the month of June, I haven't even done any virtual shows because I just was feeling overwhelmed and I felt like I had to do it and it became another job. And I was like, this is not what this moment was meant for. And I spent a week in a hotel room. Now I, I had to sacrifice some things to do that, but I really spent that week just me, just me. I was very little phone time, very little computer time. I actually, I don't ever watch TV. I spent a week watching TV and I just absorbed, just make, I did things that made me happy consistently for seven days. Mm. And I, I, I'll say to you, I am going to practice that. Being a teacher, we don't get days off. Exactly. We don't. Our weekends are spent planning for the next week. We only get a certain and amount of days. We feel guilty for resting or that day off. And as a mom, when I took a day off, it wasn't for rest. It was for mm -hmm. doctor's appointment. It was yeah. something else. So mm -hmm. that moment of breath is never allowed. And I feel like the way we lived, and I've always said it was, is, is really crazy and stressful. And it's a wonder. Dangerous. Takes it. Mm -hmm. um, and that is why everyone's on edge. Like when you say things like, how do we bring more unity? Um, people are, as the middle class drifts off into the sunset, and as you have the haves and the have-nots. Mm -hmm. And people are put against each other. Right. Resources. So there is a anger. There is a, I have to hold on to what's mine. There is, I have to get it. There is a, um, that happens when everyone is not fed. Mm. Yeah. So when we have these situations, when people are in the streets fighting to defund the police so that more money can go to mental health services, when we are fighting for minimum wage, which is ridiculous because even minimum wage is not enough to live. But if you don't pay people enough to live, if we are, we, our quality of life is some shit. So it is very hard to worry about unity. It is very hard. Um, when the attitude is, I have to get mine. I have to get mine. I have to get mine. Um. So that is, um, uh, that push, that push, that push. I gotta get it. I gotta get it. So I forgot what the question was. But go ahead. Well, so, because we took this pause real quick. Don't forget, if you want to be a sponsor, if you want to run your ad on our show right now, Tracy, you don't see it. But if you're looking at us from YouTube or Facebook or from our website, BeExposedRadio.com. You can see our ads down in the lower right-hand corner. Let us help you promote and share your business. 
We have very affordable rates and packages to help you to be able to share the word and spread the message. Uh, my sponsor right now is Batch Blue Jewelry. It helps to keep me doing what I'm doing. It's my creative outlet. And you can shop now. Treat yourself. www.batchtopbluejewelry.com for some very unique wares. Oh, oh like Miss Tracy got over these are Vash Tie Blue Originals. My whole jewelry box, wait, I can pull my box for you. So let me show you. Look, the people. Okay, a little mug club accent joint. Yes, wait a minute. Let me get my other one out because oh, that, I love everything that. So these are my little mug club joints. Let me take you back to a blast from the past. Do you remember these? Notes? Oh, no. Okay, okay. I was being and real creative. Stuff. You see yes. the colors and the textures. That was some of my favorite. Um, I I'm have trying to be conserved. Conserved. Oh, okay. A little agar, agar. Little, little pen, little pen. See, so I have supported you over the years. Miss Tracy has been when I when I tell you, Miss Tracy is the reason for Vashtar Blue Jewelry. Is and that then true? I, I didn't you, know that. Is it really? Because I didn't start making jewelry till I moved in with you, and you took me to Blessed Treasures. Oh dear. Blessed Treasures, and that lady made your earrings and the clip-ons, and I was like, "That's all you got to do." And then mixed with Missy Lane actually showing me how to yeah. make the rings, it started right there on Reef Street. Wow. I in that little room. Shout out Bless Treasures, Love Strength, Calm Strong. Shout out me and you on Reef Street trying to make yes. the thing. Um, but no, I've always supported it. I love and I I, I love it. Like they are um my business. You're my um, I need some new Billy holidays. Um okay. I got you. I got um, you. But my Ruby Glovers, like we have been earringing it for years. Like I have been like, give me those. Um, but <laughs> you you have a talent and an eye as well as the, your creativity. But it's that's one yes. of the things that got me through this because mm -hmm. I always think my job is to help others. And I never saw how what I love to do helps me. And they gave me some really, some really, some good strength. And I was one of them people that I didn't necessarily start a business through this, but I definitely looked at what I was already doing and figured what I needed and what I didn't need. And I definitely okay. took some things to the next level and started creating uh, in a different way. And and I'm I'm ready to really, and not ready, but I'm actively pursuing just getting things to another level. And I'm really excited about being exposed. We've, we've been able to, for three months, create this platform. Yes, yes, exposed. And not, um, you know, not really like, well, we'll wait and see what happens, but just keeping it moving. And that's my motto, keep it moving. Well, no, matter, no matter what you're in, no matter what's going on, just keeping it moving. How do you, how do you find that strength? Especially going through this right now, how do you maintain that strength? I am so big on uh, surrounding yourself with what you want to be. So I am constantly uh, music. I am constantly uh, um, documentary seeking content mm. that fulfills what I need in that moment. If I need to be black and proud 
if I need a moment to, you know, be a super investigative cop, what I'm going to find. So um, actively seeking those things, like I discovered the scenery channel. Mm. Like I didn't even know my TV had, like I can show you, it's so slick. And you can put on the scenery channel, you can put on, Chad, I put on the rain in the middle of the night. I put okay. a sunset. I just be having the time of my life. So um, taking, again, taking those moments, I'm out breathing, deep breathing, like mm. all the things that sound like, but if you really do them, you just feel better, but it doesn't yeah. a commitment to doing them. So that is what I'm trying to stay in because I recognize I feel better when I'm doing them. When I'm drinking water, I know the difference in my body. Mm. But yet sometimes I don't drink enough water. And then it's not until I get the water and it's like, oh, hey, this is how I'm supposed to feel. This is what I'm supposed to do. Can I keep this up regularly? And then one day you just, oh, hell messed up i ain't had no water um so it's getting back on not um being too hard on yourself but recognizing it actually helps like why am i running from what helps me um so it's mental yes and it's just it's just creating new norms and i and i and i i tried to not be so hard on myself but i, I took a big leap throughout all of this and i've had some cheat days but started cooking and eating vegan which is more so for my health is not just a lifestyle but it's more directly connected to my health and as i approach 40 um which i oh, can't even know. believe yeah I, i'm i just turned 37 when we did the real nigga show reunion that day hmm. and um i baby I, I wouldn't have thought i was here i i still see 25 i don't know what this 37 feel like but i know when when you fall, like I tripped and I hurt my ankle and I'm feeling it a couple of days later, like shit get real, it, get, it got real. So really eating for me and the whole exercise thing was abnormal because I didn't want to leave the house and I didn't know what really to do here. So just trying to find some ways to get, get better. I don't, I'm not looking to be skinny. I just want to be healthy. I want to live as long. There's a lot of strokes and cancer in my family, and I want to be healthy for me yeah. and from, from, from what I, what my needs are, the things that I want to do. Um, we're working. We're we're currently working on the Real Nigga Show, the 2020 edition, and I want to be able to, you know, stage crew is not it's yeah. not an easy job, and I want to make sure I've hit all those cues that I, I need to. But I'm excited about the possibilities of. Uh, wherever this takes us and, and none of us really know our answer and that's what it has it has given me um new hope mm. like something different is possible mm -hmm. there is not was, just this one way so that that has been quite helpful how has how have how have you learned how to communicate with people differently um I'm pretty much the same as far as that goes. Um, mm -hmm. I am committed in a new way to uh, not holding back. Mm, okay. I'm committed to saying no when I mean it. The no, what is that? Who says no? Exactly. <laughs> so um, there's there's that part. So being committed to that 
everyday process. Yeah, so I have to say no. I have to be able to speak my piece. Um, I have to be able to. So those new norm things that you talk about, um, mm -hmm. being accountable, giving myself timelines, being accountable to those timelines um, so that knowing COVID, my back and forth has been real quick. Mm -hmm. There was a time when we go through life and you would email me and you might not hear back. Until next year sometimes. Oh, yeah, so now it is, um, uh, hey, I'm right here. What's going on? Yeah, it was, it's, it's the back and forth that we've all always wanted. So in terms of, In terms of like your words, what thought or what preparation have you put to setting prices and processes to your work? So when somebody asks you to do something, it's not, hey, I got a couple of dollars for you. But no, this is this is the invoice that I'm sending you. What's your email? What how what what work have you put into that? Okay, so uh um definitely had time to research what, what people who are offering my services, um, what that looks like in comparison to you know, Baltimore, Maryland, other states, and being committed to sticking to that price, but also being realistic. So I'll tell you what I mean. If I am asked to do uh, a series of private sessions, um, let's say private acting sessions for a corporation mm -hmm. or a company, I'm going to send them that invoice that is corporation company. Right. I may have a parent call me Mm -hmm. want me to work with their child yep. and yes my work is that price um mm -hmm. but it is knowing so it is being able to um navigate right and so it's definitely having that set price and knowing what to go for um but for me i'm also committed to uh, not just oh you can't afford me that's keep it moving yeah. Um, and that's not for everybody. I can't. You can't give it all for free. Yeah. You cannot yeah. give it all for free. Um, but some of it, um, uh, because it was given to me, and because I know that I wouldn't have it if so many people didn't pour into me, mm -hmm. and all of those people that poured into me, they were not paid their worth. They are still not paid their worth to this day. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, but I am able to recognize that. So understanding that that is a part of my worth. But right. no, I'm giving I'm giving the companies the blues. Like you're going to take this set price. You're going to understand what I come in to do, um, uh, and also making sure that I continue to perfect and work on that craft because I know it's worth it. I know what you're getting. I know this package. I am able to um, deliver it. So being mm -hmm. able to speak with a certain authority and being able to say this is what I do. This is this is my work. This is what I am when I walk in the room. So that is how. I have uh, been able to have some work. In, in this new world where everything has been virtual to birthday parties, baby showers, board meetings, workshops, how have you fit yourself into this world? Because you wasn't the most, you know, internet faced out there, but how have you adapted to this new environment? of digital world, of the digital world? Well, I am, like I said, doing the research mm -hmm. after for so many Zoom meetings. And uh, once I decided that I was gonna teach classes, I'm setting up the Zoom account and just doing it. So mm -hmm. being a teacher, it was a little bit um, 
I had to get get it. Right? Because this is what we do. So you got to teach these classes and that's it. So being able to learn trial by fire. Like we jumped in and that's it. So, and I'm not technology lady. That's not what I do. Um, But I've had to learn the basics and have that Zoom account Mm -hmm. on how to send the invites. And really, if the people doing it right, it is really a link click ministry. So it's not um it's yeah. not too complicated. So, yeah, so it's not it's not really rocket science, but I've so I've done a good job of uh, adapting. Mm-hmm. I suppose if I did not have the acting background or the public speaking background, but this is not awkward to me. So it wasn't yeah. anything that I had to adjust to talking to people um at all. And blessed to be comfortable and have a comfortable home where I feel I can cool and have a space. So all of that definitely helps. So being online is not too much new to me. I'm just on yeah. like, hey. In the beginning, I'll say halfway through, I had to understand, like schedule myself better because it was overwhelming having this every every day. Mm. And then if you wasn't in a class, Somebody was having a meeting. We were having rehearsals via digital, virtual, and yeah. having conversations. So it was me kind of like, maybe if I did a bunch of meetings this way, uh, maybe I'm just going to talk to you on the phone. Maybe I'm not going to FaceTime you for pleasure. I'm not going because it was, I had to find the balance because it was well, too much. crazy money. is, before all of this, if someone were to video call me, you would be committing a cardinal sin. Like, why would you call me out the blue? You know how you get a messenger call? Uh-huh. And I would never answer. Like, why would you want to video? Why, why would I look at you? And I know that's all, Miss Tracy. I've tried to video call you several times because I had my nipple out and I was ready to show you the world. You should have texted me first because, you know, I love a good nipple flash. I would I would have picked up for that. <laughs> But if I have no idea, <laughs> wait, what, where the boys come from? What, 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 what? I know, but what did he say? What you say, He Marty? was just laughing. He was laughing. Oh. Yes, I do. So you can text me first about the nipples, but I can't be party to um all this um video call. But since Corona. Um, Because it felt evasive. It felt, how dare you want to see me? And then, because even when FaceTime first started, it was like, why would anybody want to do that? Just be looking all up. But now it is a everyday part of life. It is how my son Mm -hmm. is in class. It is how I do this. Um, So I'm not so, eh, when I see a video. And speaking of new, new, uh, premiering this Thursday at 8 p.m., we have a B-Mix coming up. Uh, at 6 p.m., please tune in. We got a new show. We're opening up our, our our airways. Nothing has changed. We haven't skipped a beat here at BigSportsRadio.com. So if you have a show, if you have a show, if you want to bring a show, if you want to create a show, BigSportsRadio.com is the place for you. Right now, we're doing virtual shows until we get back into the safety of having a station. Uh, but definitely hit us up, info at BigSportsRadio.com. Say in the message box, Nate, I want a show, and we're going to get it started. We're going to get it started. So, Miss Tracy. Yes. 
um, there were a lot of questions I wanted to ask you, but I wanted to kind of transfer this this time into the image of being black. We're now in a space where everything is being canceled and cut out if it has anything to do with uh, derogatory content towards black people. They are starting to permanently delete certain episodes of Golden Girls. Mm, um, I saw that, the Blackface episode. The Blackface, and then when- What the hell they doing with a Blackface episode? Can we talk about that? Go ahead. And then the episode where Dorsey's son is getting engaged to the Black woman and oh, her Black man. They, they want to take that one out, and then Aunt Mama's getting a new makeover. Yes. Are you afraid that our, whether they be negative or positive, our contributions, anything that is embarrassing to Black people will get erased? Are you uh, at all afraid of that, or do you see that being a possibility? I heard, um, matter of fact, there was a post from an older gentleman, and really outraged over the removal of Aunt Jemima. And the point of view was basically, you know, history is going to forget us and all that. Mm. I love, like, like I get it, but Aunt, no, like, we're going to be all right. Mm -hmm. And there are so many products and things that have disappeared throughout history. Nothing is going to stay forever. Right. Right. So you have your collectors who collect the things and they keep hold of things from all those years mm -hmm. ago. But for the most part, change is going to happen. Right. You you document it. You mm -hmm. keep it. Put Aunt your Mama in a time capsule. Time capsule. Write a book about Aunt your Mama. Get all the Aunt your Mama. Send them to Mars. Like you can. There are ways to keep your Aunt your Mama if you feel like. But if I you really feel her. like that good a removal of an episode that really shouldn't have been made in the first place. The yes. removal of Aunt Mama that really shouldn't be going in the first place. We're fighting for it to hold on to it just because it's history. Well, that's the same argument that we holding on to the Confederate flag for because mm -hmm. it was my history and this what I came for. But, but life has changed. Yes. So where yes. I understand embracing those things we are mm -hmm. fighting to forge a new history. We are fighting to write our story. Everything that we hold on to is, is centuries old. And mm -hmm. we are so scared just because it's changed. But change is inevitable. So mm -hmm. I don't, so I know I'm not worried about the, the, I know I'm not. Like, Auntie Mama, it has been nice. I will remember you. I may tell my children about you. But again, there are so many products, black and white, that have disappeared throughout time. It's going mm -hmm. to happen. It's going to happen. So that's it, it was just I an argument that I, I saw online because it was a lot of the younger people just wanting certain things to be erased mm -hmm. and, and wanting certain things to be. And it was a lot of older people that was not necessarily, I, I don't want to say they were stuck on it. But that's what they knew. So they were fearful that our history would be erased in the process of, oh, get rid of that, get rid of that, get rid of that. Get... At what point is it going to stop? I, I even heard um, um, Whoopi Goldberg say on a view, like, if that's the case, all her movies about to be off. She was like, a lot of her movies about to be erased if that's, if that's what we're going to do. 
So where's the where's the balance? Like, what do we keep or what do we what do we hold true? Or is it an idea of keeping and letting go? Like you said, everything kind of phases out over time anyway. But and when you say and then that's that's what I'm going to say, like when you say erase, mm -hmm. like are, are no one is setting forth to uh, um, like some science fiction movie, destroy all of Whoopi Goldberg's movies. If I want to watch a Whoopi Goldberg movie, I will go to get it. But as far as so we're talking about the removal. Yeah. Of, like uh, the platforms. And, you know, and, right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there is access to those people who already have copies of that show. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. There is. So it is not um, poof. We're blowing it up and it's never to be seen again. And there's no way to find that if that's what you really want. But what's, what I'm starting to see now beyond the Antimama and, and things of that nature is now these companies that are white-led are saying, well, you know what? We're going to erase these episodes of of the Golden Girls that we forgot about. We really forgot about it. But is is it enough for them to start saying, you know what? I'm going to erase this one as a, a means to appease us or to keep us on on their side. Do you... Is, is it... Am I reaching to say that or... No, now to that, I definitely think there are better ways to spend your money if yeah. you're trying to make a difference. So mm -hmm. uh, to that, um, because uh, I'm not worried about the episode of Golden Girls. No, I forgot. I, I forgot all about so it. So there are yeah. so you had to pay money. There is time and attention and people you had to hire for this removal. There are definitely better ways to um spend those funds if you really want to help the uh, black folks. Right. Yeah. Like you the Dixie chicks are, are no longer the Dixie chicks. They're just the chicks. You know, some some well, that doesn't help me, Dixie. So I appreciate it, right? Right. If right. that's that, but really that's not the way to that's not gonna bridge any gaps. But I can't even say that because representation is so important and a lot of our self-hate comes from us not being represented in the media, in the the way that we should in a positive light. So I can't even yeah. say that. So the removal is is if it's tear tear down, tear, tear, let it burn. I mean, are we moving towards a place where everything has to just be let go so we can build anew? Because we've had those quote unquote positive images and people didn't believe it because it wasn't their positive image. It wasn't a positive image that they felt like their family could achieve, like the Cosby show. That wasn't a lot of people hated that after a while because my my mother ain't no doctor, my daddy ain't no lawyer. You know, we didn't always get you know. But I think it did more good than harm. Yes, I think yes. it reached more people than those that didn't. So those are uh, again, I can't focus on. Yeah, I have to see the people who who see it, who see the vision, and are moving towards it. So yes. I think a lot more people became a doctor because they watched the Cosby Show. A lot more people went to college because they saw a different world. So where the people mm. who there was people on the sideline like they ain't real, don't know why they are, you know, you you're gonna have those people. Mm. But I'm impressing the ones who are listening and who get it from this moment on. So as we move on, we got a couple more minutes, Miss Tracy. I a wanted to learn. <laughs> it just went by. It just jumped by. No, I'm good. Go, go, go. You are now working for 
Now this show has been going on for 17 years now. So mm-hmm. a real nigga show. Um, and you are a, a staple uh, part of this, this production. And I'm really grateful to be brought on this, this round for the 2020 show. Mm-hmm. Um, what has this meant to you beyond your personal relationships? What is this production as in, in terms of you being an artist, a working artist, or just a creative that's been a part of this? What has it meant to you to be a part of it? Um, my attraction to uh, a real nigga show came long before I had a connection with any of the people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I was blessed to uh, come and see the show with a friend okay. who had a connection to the people. Okay. Immediately. And when I say immediately, like I feel like it has um life changing. Mm-hmm. The the yeah. whole moment of uh, seeing the show, the whole moment of uh, the message of the show, the whole moment of seeing these black men be so real and bold. And I sat there and I was and colorful away. Mm-hmm. And uh, a lot of people don't even know, but my first, my introduction to Troy Burton, I didn't know who he was. I saw this show. Mm. I sent him my resume and I wrote him a letter. After seeing the show. I said, yes, I said, and I don't know. Look, this is what I do. I would love to be a part of that. Like that mm-hmm. is what. Um, so that led to uh, a connection of coming into the city. Um, uh, when they did the uh, third run of the show, me actually hopping on and uh, being a part of it. When we traveled first to uh, Wilberforce, okay. Um, being a uh, part of the crew and uh, taking on roles and each time you know you add more on but being surrounded by that kind of energy I, I definitely again when I say seeking making a move right because I could have just sat back and said hey that's a great production you guys have there mm-hmm. go for it uh, yes um, but no I, I, I have to reach out Mm-hmm. I have to say this. This is what I can add to the table. You know, not just I want. You know, no. This is this is what we're going to do. And uh, um, it has been uh, family ever since. It has been embracing uh, learning. So the show, the words of the show, were the first thing to hit me. The music of the show was the first thing to hit me. The choreography of the show. Um, so it was just niggas. It was like I love niggas. What? Oh. And you you actually brought me to the first one uh that I came to and it really inspired me to lead people um, to the light child. I'm trying to right. tell people. I do I try to lead them to the light thing. And it really inspired me to be an artist outside of the restrictions of being a, a college, a collegiate uh artist had me in in a moment because Mm. I felt like I could only be this in this little bubble and it really introduced me so at that after that show I went to go see it at um 
could not see it, but I went to go with Kaumba and I was doing other shows outside of uh, college. And it really just inspired me because I didn't really see a space for me. Even in theater, you know, they were rock and he was a big guy. And then Doug Goldman was a big guy. And I saw certain people, but I didn't feel like it was like the voice I had, the what I represent. I didn't see myself accurately uh, with value depicted in the arts. And when I saw that one, I saw black guys that represented many different aspects of being black men. And it really, I, the, the part that got me was when they welcomed all the black men on the stage. I was done at that moment. I couldn't even, I was so full at that moment. I, I, I couldn't even think of like, and you, and y'all still got more of this show left? Like, that's not even the end of the show. Like, this is the opening, people. Right. But it is in that. And, and then it was so cool at that point. I couldn't imagine what else was coming. And the show is ever moving because that was a new addition to the piece to address mm. Trayvon Martin. Yeah. Right? yeah. Um, so yeah. Always seeking out. And that's another thing that um, I love about the show because it stays fresh. And it is about um, getting you thinking. Mm. It is that um, entertainment, education, it is that merging of two worlds because we love to, uh, we love to laugh, we love to cry. You know, we go to be entertained, to have mm -hmm. certain emotions wake up. Yes, whether we want and to this, be scared, And this year is definitely going to be that merger of, of stage with virtual mm -hmm. uh, because it's going to be live streamed live this year. Live. So coming August, uh, there's now a Facebook page of Real Nigga Show 2020. Uh, 2020. So definitely follow that and get on board. I'm I'm just soaking up the experience of once again being able to work with Troy and Tracy mm -hmm. and a number of the other guys that I, I've, I'm just kind of really meeting um, and then getting to work with the other guys that I've just been a part of uh, various things with. But I am I have to say, there are very few people who, who I look to in terms of being an artist in this scene. And Tracy, being a woman in this space, um, often we look to what is exactly like us. And I, I tried to really find many different aspects of who I was. Mm -hmm. um, and you have been somebody who has been honest with me when I didn't care for your level of honesty. You have been um, somebody whose vulnerabilities and imperfections, you've allowed me to see them and allow me to see it in, in terms of being a student. Remember, you come into my dance class at Coffin, and then fast forward, you are walking across the stage. Like, I, you, you just have a tenacity about yourself that I appreciate. And many people, and I'm, and I've seen you work in a classroom, so I know that it's real. Um, and many people may see that as like this, this larger than life diva, but that's just your style and your your pedagogy, if uh -oh, you will. Uh -oh. uh, but I really appreciate it, and I I love you to pieces. And I always call her Miss Tracy because she's <laughs> such a lady. She is such a lady. She has a ratchetness about her. I was going to say, it depends on which day you catch me because I am all things. And for so long, um, so first let me start with, um, 
I appreciate your kind words, sir. You are, um, it has been many, many years that we have been rocking um, on this hardest journey. Many, many years of encouraging each other because mm. you have also encouraged me. You have also been there when I needed you. So mm. um, this is not, I don't want you to talk to the people and they just believe Miss Tracy is just coming to the aid of the good but you are, you have but been. You have um, stepped in when needed. Mm. And I don't have to, uh, sometimes I don't even have to ask and mm. you're there. So there are shows that you have been stage manager for. There are shows where if I have needed a costume, there are things that um, you have stepped outside and been able to support. There are sh um, shows that you have, you know, just supported by showing up and coming. Mm. We have um, a gig, inter you know, the interchanging of gigs. Hey, I got a gig you might want. Wait a minute, because my son is losing his mind. Sure, Jones. Thank you, baby. So, um, uh, it is um, the passing on of gigs, but that's what I mean when I say it's personal and it is those mm. small things because I've absolutely made a decision that you are a part of my community. Mm. So my actions show that. Yes, they and actually my prayer is that anybody who that I consider a part of my community, they feel that mm -hmm. because that is what I was put here to give. And for so long, I played with said mission because I didn't take said mission seriously. And for so mm. long, I have been, um, uh, even in my boldness, because I'm crazy and bold, even regular. But now it's, it's different um, because it, it has a certain, I, I believe it now in a way that I didn't before. So but you uh, see it manifested in your son, like. Is is manifesting yeah, in him. something, child? He, he thought about something, child. Mm. Well, you called him truth. Like, what? What did you think you were going to get? Um. Well, I knew. I knew his name had to. I had no. Yeah, that that baby is truth. That's that's who he is, and he has um forced me to uh, dragging me to greatness, kicking and screaming, as mm -hmm. the great Linda Denise Fisher Harrell would say, dragging <laughs> me. To greatness, yes, just mm -hmm. edges along the way. Um, so he's yeah, because I don't have any excuses, and I know what I want him to be. Mm. So uh, I have to show him. Yeah, and, it's, it's, and many of us don't have that, and and it's not for me. I don't, I don't. In these three months, I've learned to respect the family that I have, like my birth blood family, mm -hmm. because. All the rest of you all, y'all, you, Tanelia, and Doug, and Jeff, hey, and many, 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 many people who have been my chosen family in this because I didn't, my family didn't know what to do with me. I, they didn't know what this was. Like that little, little choir boy that talked to himself in the corner. Mm. Like they didn't know what to do with that energy uh, that saw a thing, life in color versus, you know, the black and white that we often are pushed on us. but. Tracy, I, I really like whatever I've been able to do, it's only been because I've received it from you and I just had it in store to be able to return whenever needed. Um, and I, I'm really appreciative for this moment in time, um, being able to have conversations with people who see my value, even mm -hmm. when I had lost it throughout the journey. 
and giving it away so freely. You know, you've yeah. seen me like at ugly moments. You've seen me at my not so proud moments. Um, and you've never not been stern, but loving. I've never felt like you didn't like me or you, you hated me, but I always felt like it was for my betterment. I always wanted older siblings. Being yeah. the oldest, you can sometimes feel the weight of the world in your decisions and in your life choices. But it's it's always great to have somebody to be able to, you know, bounce things off of. You you helped me to start, you know, and I I put you and Tanelia in a category because she gave me the check to start the first business and oh, you were my muse to start my first business. And this both of you have been so like integral in things and I've randomly called you both because you all stay on my mind. And it's not very many people that I can say that about, but I just wish you whatever life has for you, Miss Tracy. Like this, I swear to you, just whatever life has for you, I just want you to be all of that and reap it. Like you, you were the person who gave me a job as an artist, like my first creative job as a teacher. Yeah, that that was you. We shared that room together, like. I, I, and that has been able to sustain me as an artist for all these years. I hate it sometimes, but I love the fact that I have it to be able to, right, to pull from and, and, and understand those things and the relationship that you helped me to kind of forge in life and be able, people know who I am because I was by Miss Tracy for a moment, but I never felt like I had to ride your coattails because you just let people be themselves. And that was a hard thing for me. I felt like I had to be everything but me to make other people comfortable. And you the you know one person crazy? that- mm -hmm. You said that, because that is, um, uh, someone mentioned that, that that was my gift. Yes. Maybe like you allow people to be themselves. Just be themselves, Miss Tracy. And you I know how rare that is? I, I revel in it. Like when, when I see, oh my goodness. But, and if I can get to that truth, like, yes, I do. I allow, I love, I love people in their hey, George. truest, realest. George, where George at? George! Oh, he, just left, so he left a comment. <laughs> oh, George, we love George. Who's here? Okay, we have people here. Shout out to George. George, George been doing shows. Lord have mercy, man. He's George man with the belly of a woman, child. Back Margaret Locklear, shout out Black History, Black Power. That show was awesome. But when George said, I'm here, hey, George. But, but just your ability to do that, and I'm not making it about women versus men, but you allow men to be their authentic self. And I made that comment in the beginning because I think you were frustrated at me because we had already had a conversation. Look at you with the show. <laughs> but I, I said it because when you said that to me, it really, it forced me to understand what my brokenness was. Mm. And not having strong black men in my life and me treating them the way I saw black women treat them. And not having any other vehicle or know-how to treat them. But I watch you let men be themselves. Even the ones that didn't deserve it. Wink, wink. Okay. Allow people to be themselves in the time that they needed to be themselves. 
And I I never got that treatment. I always felt like I had to shrink myself and shape shift myself to make others feel comfortable. And I've never felt that around you. And you are one of the very few people that I've never had to shrink myself around. Mm. Or felt like it was a competition or felt like you were side-eyed me or anything of that nature. But I've watched you let black men, and I'm, I was so happy when you had a boy because that's an example that black women need and how how black men need nurturing like little black girls do. Well, I love mm-hmm. black men, right? Mm-hmm. I have always been um protector, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um and especially, yes. Damn. Mm-hmm. So protecting that um malehood, highlighting that. I was blessed to be surrounded by women who highlighted men, who respected Mm -hmm, men, mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. but also blessed to see women respected in their roles so that they could uplift because it is both. So being able to witness that gives me the perspective that I know it's possible. Mm. Like many people don't believe it's possible because of their perspective. So... Mm. uh, we put our experiences and we project them out to the whole world. So now we have all these things, all black women are this, and all of a sudden it's the whole group. Then no, but no, it's 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 not the whole group. You just have met some bum ass people. Yeah. And yeah my suggestion yeah. is that you get out there and explore mm-hmm. and see the world because they are one. I'm so glad, son. I'm so glad, son. Zebra's with his friends. No, son, you have to go in your room with that till I'm finished the interview, and then you can come right back. But Please. as we as we wrap up, Miss Tracy, you did something recently that I when I say again, when it's time for me to cry, I want uh-huh. to fight. Mm. And I was in that moment. There's a return thing in my life where I've never felt protected. Mm. Uh, I've never felt protected as a young person, as an older person, as a a male, as a friend. I just never felt protected. And I didn't even know that you were on that thread. I had already left it by the time you got on it. And I went back and I read it and you called me after and I had never felt really protected. And you gave me... uh, mm. Don't you make me cry on this phone today. But you gave me a level of protection in that moment at 37 years of age I had never felt before. But that's the love that I have for you. And that's that's really the conversation that I wanted to build on today um, with you and just give you your roses while I can. I can I can afford to while I have the space and opportunity to. But I really appreciate all the work that you're doing, all the work that you continue to do um, in raising that 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 ball of energy of a son that you have mm-hmm. and, and showing us really how to be artists in a different way uh, and and just, just stepping forward and just being our best self at all times. So I really appreciate you. And I just wanted to wrap this show up by saying this thank you for being the artist that you are, that you continue to be um, forever and for always. 
How you gonna hit me with that and then say we're gonna close out and I have not time to rebut. Well, go ahead, go ahead. We got a couple more seconds. Okay. So couple, give me one, one second. second. No, I understand if we have to go, but I love you so much and I thank you. And I see so much in you. You know, I do it because and I'm not having nobody fooling with you because no. <sighs> Marty's a big crybaby. We're not doing that. And mm. again, my my voice, like picking and choosing, and knowing that you are so worthy and so worth it. And mm. I just can't wait to see where you're going. So let's just keep going. Let's just. I love you. I love. Shout out to um the real nigga show 2020. Please go to the page, like the page. I am Tracy Jiggett, your magical Negro, www.theartoftruth.org. Um, yes. We do everything from fitness to uh, personal development to acting coaches, all of the above. Check out the website, the Art of Truth YouTube page. I am here providing service. We are honoring the human experience and yes. revolutionizing artistic expression. Let's go. And with that, I have one correction. The B mix starts at 8 p.m. Premieres 8 p.m. on Thursday. It's a new show. Please check her out. She's a great young lady. A lot of energy. It's a little spicy. So get ready. Um, and that's, and that's been the Artist Exchange Radio Show. Next up, it is the Talk Lately Show. He got a lot of topics, a lot of drama, a lot of awesome. politics. So that's it. Peace out, everybody. Thank you, Nate. Thank you. See truth. He and Joe, let them stay quiet. Let them stay quiet. <laughs>